Welcome to Genius Leadership, Overcoming Everything podcast. Join me every week for insightful conversations with corporate, entrepreneurial, and academic leaders about their roller coaster ride to leading from their zone of genius. I'm your host, Anna Lieben, and before we kick off, let me invite you to a complimentary strategy call where during 30 minutes we work on identifying your zone of genius and lay out a plan for you to stay in that zone as much as possible. Schedule the call via link in the show notes. And for now, let's take a ride together. Hi, Genius Leader. I'm happy that you're tuning in for another episode here. I am sharing a conversation that I've had with one of the new partners of mine. We had it on LinkedIn as a live stream and now sharing here just because we want to extend the invitation that we have shared there on the platform. And the extension is to join our community, the Helix of Success that we're creating on LinkedIn. In the conversation now, you'll hear the background story to it and our idea about it and what we want to achieve with it. And I just want to make sure it's not a commercial thing. It's not a part of any kind of sales funnel or anything like this. It's just us two coming together uh, based on our common passion for mentoring, for giving back, and for continuous development of ourselves as human beings and professionals. And we want more people to join the table. We want more people to join this conversation. And the Helix of Success group is that table that we want you, dear listener and dear genius leader, to join. So check out the link in the show notes, listen to our conversation, and if that resonates, we will be more than happy to have you as part of the community to share your wisdom, to share your experiences, to throw some ideas that will be provoking, will be food for thought and reflection for the other members, but also for you to just come every day and pick some tidbit of wisdom of the others and roll with it. See what resonates with you, see what it brings to you, those pieces of information, and just keep developing. So see it as a as a platform where you can just come and in an easy way, pick some thought and in five minutes, enrich in yourself, deepen your understanding of your own development and of the humanity and have it as an interactive way with other people who are willing to do the same. So enjoy the conversation and hope to see you in the Helix of Success community. So welcome everyone to the conversation about the Helix of Success. And I'm happy to present my partner in crime here in the Success Crime, uh, Olaf Fjöldum. I was practicing pronouncing your name <laughs> quite a lot yesterday and today with my husband. <laughs> Did I do a good job? Yeah, I'm going to give you a, a seven. It can, it can be better. There's always room for improvement as we are <laughs> so, in the world. So tell me how it would be or what would be the best yeah. improvement for the next step? Well, it's Rulof, which is the, the R in that. And then you've got mm-hmm. and then that sound. That's, that's a difficult one. That's because then you really have to get outside of your comfort zone for that. But oh well. Olaf Furbon. Yeah, that's actually. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to give you a movie to an eight right now. So you get it. Yay! You get it. Already from there. 
Yeah, my husband was right, uh, laughing when I was practicing with you. He's like, you sound too Swedish with your intonations going up and down. <laughs> Dutch is much straightforward. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We, we, we find Swedish to be kind of a bit, a bit sing-along, sing-sing-singy mm. sound. It is, quite it is. Right about it. I love that. I love that melody of, of Swedish. I enjoyed it quite a lot. And I used to speak it every day. So let's dig into the helix of success. And uh, probably we would go a bit into detail why we get to this idea and how long we've known each other and so on. But let's start with you, Olaf, and how did we get into the idea of helix? Oh, thanks. Okay. So just a bit of my background. Uh, I've been in, a, been in IT for many, many years, almost going on 40 years. I'm that old and um, seen many things. And I've also focused a bit, had my own startups and uh, worked with large companies and small companies. In any case, and it's always been in the IT world, in the software space, and uh, many, many functions going from 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 hard development, uh, product management, uh, business management, and sales, and so on and so forth. So, kind of all of those during those years, you get a lot of experience. And uh, I think about two, or three, and I've always liked to, I guess, to share knowledge, uh, asked or often unasked, uh, and uh, discuss things with people. And I guess as I get older, I started to get to the point where I, I kind of got this feeling of wanting to give back, the, the famous give back feeling. And uh, so I think about a, a year or two or three, about two or three years ago, I started thinking, okay, so what do I want to do with the next 10 years of my life? And uh, I was doing a lot of project management then. And my first thought was, that's what I don't want to do is continue doing project management. So really, I, I realized, just think of things that would give me energy. What would I would be wanting to do in 10 years time? And I, and then coaching and mentoring was one. I thought, mm, yeah, you know, I'd love to do that. I enjoy that. It gives me energy. And I'm very much in the, in the energy balance. If you get to a meeting and you get energy, it's a good meeting. If you're given energy, it's not a good meeting. So that gave me energy. And I also wanted to combine it because actually I have a computer science and a math degree, and I've never actually always let it drop. I've always liked to do it. I thought, well, I want to do something certainly with younger people, because I always enjoy that. So I got a bit into the startup space and even into students who were doing startups uh, there. And the third aspect was that I wanted to do something that was new for me. So I thought machine learning, AI, is a particular branch of, of computer science that I, I didn't know about yet. And it's based a lot on math. And I also have a math degree. So I wanted something where I could challenge my brain a bit. So that's what got me to there. Uh, which doesn't get this quite to here. But uh, as I uh, also enjoy writing, I started trying to give, trying to give information through LinkedIn, which is how we met each other. And I, and, uh, I sort of focused on those three topics, startups, mentoring and coaching, and, uh, and machine learning. And I've posted, I think, over the last year or two, maybe maybe. 200 posts or articles, what have you. So I've started to collect information. And I've done that on a, on a scale, really just collecting all the, the, the posts that I thought were useful. Uh, because I think everybody has that problem when they, when they start posting on LinkedIn is they can find the first 10 posts. And after that, you lose them because they go in your feed and you spend ages looking for them. 
So I, I did a practical thing. I wrote an article where I just linked to all the posts. And I think that also triggered you. Uh, and I said, hey, that's actually a useful way of finding my own crap because you will have exactly the same problem. And I think somehow we met up with that basic, hey, that's a great idea. And we were both realized, hey, you know, certainly around mentoring and coaching, we had very similar ideas. And uh, so I think you sort of thinking, hey, I can always collect my posts on that on that space. So that brought us into the same, I would say, parallel swimming lanes. What brought us into the same swimming lane was something that was really interesting, is that we were both discussing about, you know, the way we mentor and the goals that we had, which were pretty much identical. But it turned out that we were actually approaching the spectrum from different ends. So that was a, a real insight for me, because you were actually seemed to be focusing on older people, or older, older than you, put it that way. And I was focusing on people that were younger than me. Yeah, well, you're young and I'm old, so that, maybe that isn't surprising. And I, and I never thought about that. But then we started discussing what it is that we, that we were actually mentoring on. And it turned out to be two separate things. And that was really an insight because at the end of the day, it turned out that you were focusing on people who had a, a very high performance level, but somehow were losing, were getting off base with their core and, uh, and their grounding. And your focus was on talking with people who, who, who had these very high performance levels that seemed to have drifted away from their, their grounding, their core. And I seem to be talking with people, certainly younger people who were, who, were, who were getting into startups, and they tended to be very well grounded because they were going into doing something which was a very high risk. So they, if they felt uncertain of themselves, they wouldn't be doing that. So they tend to be, you know, for that phase of their life, to be very well grounded, but they were looking to see how they could improve their performance. So. What we were both doing, the commonality, is that we were trying to align grounding, uh, and we later we, we discovered that actually was a form of maturity to their performance. So you had people who had a high performance but were having problems with their grounding, and you were trying to align them. And I was looking at people who had a high gr- level of grounding but were trying to improve their performance. But so also they were trying to align. So we were we were aligning, but from different ends of the spectrum. And that brought us to the to the to the, what we call the helix of success or the mentoring helix, because those the two common concepts was one was maturity and the other one was performance, and those were sort of strands that were joined together in just in the way the visualization of a helix was is that you, mm. in order to perform better, you need to mature. In in order to mature, you probably need to perform better, and so this intertwining of maturity. And performance was a framing that both of us was very surprising. And it came coincidentally because we just discovered we were doing the same thing, but differently. So that's you, the short version. Yeah, but in this short version, you tapped into so many things already. And I want to go back to your background and what you uh, shared with us, that you have been thinking about what you want to do with the next decade of your life. And I really love how you combine that, the things that you are good at already, the things that you're passionate about, and the things that you want to improve yourself with. And I think this is a bit of a formula of success already for yourself, for keeping the motivation. Uh, I talk quite a lot about motivation uh, with my clients because often we see it as something that we need to wait for to to get going with things. But in reality, motivation is something that comes from movement. So you need to get going and then you get the motivation from the progress, from the smooth motion, and you kind of start creating the momentum. And the 
secret to keep getting motivation is to really tap into the things that A, you're good at, B, what you're interested in, and C, what you want to improve on. And this is something that like, all those three components that uh, you've mentioned that you have identified for yourself and that have defined what your focus is for, for the current years. And I really want to give you kudos for that because that's not everyone who is coming to that formula <laughs> so naturally as you did right now. Yeah, thanks. You know how to compliment people better than anybody else I know. Oh. But again, as always, Anna, you triggered something in me that, that I just realized is what I always say it's exactly the same thing, but, but differently. I always say motion creates emotion. And that's exactly the same thing as you're saying here. It's when motivation, you need movement, motive, and movement. They, I think they, they come motive and motor. They, they're the same roots. So it's, it's movement that's creating the emotion. So you, you, you're so right. You need to, you need to move and uh, find, find a space to move in. I would say perhaps that's what you're looking at there. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, talked about our differences and similarities. And uh, as you said, you're older than me. And I have been provoked a bit recently about that. Like, how can you be helping leaders who are older than you? And just no secrets at the moment, as we speak, I'm 31. Yeah. And uh, it's younger than many of the leaders who come to me for their help. But me not having been through as many years as they on the earth doesn't mean that I can't give them the new perspectives. And that's what our conversations with you all showed to, to ourselves, right? That I give you some new perspectives. You give me beautiful insights in your knowledge and expertise and experience. And those together are just beautifully intertwined and, and they are not mutually exclusive in a way, age and experience. You can, as we discussed last week, I think that experience. You can have 20 years of experience, but those are 20 years of one year of experience or 20 times of one year of experience that you're kind of going through the same things again and again. But at the same time, you can have evolved. You, you could have evolved and actually have 20 years of experience because you built on the previous year, every new year. And this is something I want to challenge everyone on. When you feel like you're questioning someone, just dig a bit deeper into, okay, what am I questioning here? What are my insecurities maybe? But also like, okay, what, what am I actually looking for? Because I'm not a better, best, like best fit for anyone. And that's for sure. But it's not defined by the age of the people who are coming to me. No, it's, it's not, defined it's, by the uh, other things. It's, it's the, what, your ability. One of the things that you're really, really good at is, is your ability to reflect. So you really know how to, when somebody's talking, that you reflect back to them and pick out some of the thoughts that are important. And some of the things. And in, in, a, in a real sense, age can be actually can be a barrier to, to, to that. I mean, so youth. So I'm giving you your, your pitch for, for that. It's because you have the ability to not deform the reflection. So you, you stay really kind of, uh, what's the word here? That you, you try to give just a, a clean reflection without, without putting yourself in between. So you really try to just, reflect back to the person what it is, what's them. You kind of sort of almost take yourself out of the equations. You, you're acting as a, sort of as a mirror. And, you know, in, in that sense, experience or, or set ways of doing stuff there could actually block that. So that's a very powerful thing where I think you're using. So in other words, you're, it's a sort of the wonderment of youth when you see a kid 
Like, you, you know, your, your, your kid walks in and says, hey, wait, this is all new, you know, and has no preconceived or few preconceived notions of how things should go. Uh, that's, why, that's one of the things I'm saying. Our conversations always go off-road. We just talk about any and everything. And that's probably one of the reasons it goes that because you don't, you don't have a preconceived set of, of notions or you, you have, the, I mean, a lot of young people can have that. It's not just a youth age thing. It's also a personality thing. And you, so you take that piece of your personality, which actually has nothing to do with age and, and you run with that, which is, you know, really good, which makes it, that's why you can be a really good mentor for people, again, who, I mean, I think if somebody comes to you and says, oh, what should I do? But that's the point. They wouldn't. They would, they would discuss things and, and you would probably end up saying, what do you think you should do? And, you know, because you probably think they already know the answers. They're just not tapping into the right answers. Yeah. Quite often I, as a coach, need to just give permission to people to yeah. answer yeah. their own questions. Yeah. So that, and or you do that by being the mirror. You're the non-judgmental mirror. So you say, okay. I, I'll reflect back to what you are and what you see is probably is not that bad. I mean, that's mm. that's the bit you bring in there. So you put a nice little lighting around around on, on the mirror so people kind of look good too. That doesn't hurt. Yeah. I really need to re- like write down all the things that you're saying about me because you're presenting me much better than I do, I think, Rollo. Thanks so much for the warm words. Uh, actually, when I started working with leaders, I, I was very careful about using the word curiosity and being curious. Because I thought it's a very weirdo thing to say in the leadership space. But with my podcast, I already mentioned a couple of times in my show that more and more people whom I interview actually mention that word. That this is one of the important features to have as a good leader, to be curious. And that's what you're talking about. This non-judgmental, not having agenda when I come into the conversations with people with whom I'm having conversations. I am there to be curious. I'm there to explore. I'm there to help you explore yourself and your world and your life. So this is something that I'm really happy to see that I'm not the only one using this word. And uh, I would say it's partly, to to go back to our helix of success, it's partly tapped into the maturity. And I want to kind of, I don't want to boast that I'm mature or anything like this, but I feel like this is something that comes really with maturity and going back into this, are you having 20 times of one year experience or are you being able to build upon it all those previous experiences and mature? So I think that's kind of intertwined with the curiosity, maturity. It is. What do you think? Absolutely essential uh, to, to everything, to, to, to innovate uh, science. It's curiosity is the, is the basic emotion, which will, um, the ability to stay curious and be curious is, is, uh, I agree. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, I think it's one of the fundamental drivers for maturity because if you're not curious, you won't learn. It's as simple as that. You're not, you're not curious, you're not interested in what's happening around you and why is that different or what it is. So curiosity is your, is your primitive DNA, which, which, which is a, an intellectual curiosity. It's, uh, and, and, and any good leader, really, or any good performer, I suppose, will be curious or would be curious. Mm-hmm. Because it's the curiosity that will say, hey, you know, should we do this differently or do we continue on the same path? So, yeah. And you're right. It's uh, being curious and, and asking questions out of curiosity, which you, which might sound awkward, is actually the basis of, of going off-road, I would say. If you're not curious, you don't go off-road. You just say, look, we have to get from A to B. And you literally do not go off-road. It's uh, the on-road, off-road 
paradigm and metaphor makes a lot of sense. So that's it. Hmm. Not a nice bit because you're legally not allowed to drive off-road <laughs> just because the nature is so gentle and uh, vulnerable. So that's a very uh, strict rule here. But otherwise, I really love the... Uh, like if you take it out of the Icelandic context, then it's a beautiful metaphor that uh, I think a lot of people will find helpful. Yeah. I was kind of thinking of Australia in my head. I'd see the sun. Because <laughs> every, everybody goes off-road there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're quite right. You don't go off-road here. Well... But we can, we can intellectually, we can go off road. That, that's that's mm. fine. Nobody's gonna. We can and we should because it's fun. So we we've been we've known each other just for a couple of weeks actually, and I just said we connected on LinkedIn because of uh, our likes to some other person's posts. Nick Telson, we both enjoy his insights that he's sharing with his community. And then you connected with me and just hopped on the call. And already in the first call, we're like, let's create something together. And this whole idea of Creating a community, the helix of success is coming from, from that, from our organizations, enjoying each other's company, enjoying sharing the insights and just throwing ideas at each other and seeing what bounces back and in which form. And we just thought, why do we keep it for ourselves? We can actually invite everyone else to join us. So do you want to talk a bit about what helix of success is community-wise? Okay. So yes, that's right. Part of our journey is to say, well, why don't we collect the stuff that we have, the crap we put all together, and not only our stuff, but I mean, there is nothing wrong uh, with collecting other people's stuff as long as you attribute it properly. I mean, which link to, I mean, I've regularly, and you do too, you know, shared other people's posts that I thought made a lot of sense. And we thought, well, you know, uh, so we already kind of collect the stuff in the sense that we built an article which references, I think right now we we said, look, if we have around 100 posts, then we have something genuine. Because a lot of communities, I mean, let's, let's go back to what the problem is. There are a lot of communities around a lot of subjects. And these communities can be really large, maybe 100,000 people. But the issue is, at least I find the issue is, is one, is that there is no, the content is not curated. In other words, there'll be two good posts and you get eight, eight kind of pieces of crap or just nothing like that. So the good stuff gets drowned out by the by the old stuff. And particularly with LinkedIn, you have this continuous feed, so you can't find it anyway. So we thought, well, why don't we, what we could do is, is collect the stuff and make sure at least that, that the quality of the stuff is, is good. So we wanted to create a community where people can share good stuff and that they know that everything in there is at least somebody finds good stuff. Uh, and that's somebody, the moderators. And that's right now, that's you and me. We think we're kind of good at moderating what's good and what's not good. At least we have the same opinion. And so people could go to at least to that, to that, to that group, you know, and, and then either browse for the stuff and we have a set of links so they can find stuff and it's good stuff. So it's just curated. It's, it's, it's basic as that. And of course, they, uh, uh, they can com- comment in it and they can add their own stuff. So it, it will just be a, a big bucket, if you want, of, of just good content. And we thought that service alone, really, because we really don't see that kind of curation going on, really not, not just for coaching and mentoring, but really for any subject. Just doesn't seem, just seems that you get a group and then everybody can throw stuff in. And we wanted to get away from people, from promotional stuff, so people, you know, try to sell their services or their products or events, but people who wanted to just give content 
And they could ask questions too, you know, because good questions also can generate good insight. And, and again, just making sure that that content stays, you know, of, of high quality. And so we did that as an experiment and we had 80 posts and we, and we thought, hey, you know, this just makes sense. You, you get a feeling that it's just, is better. It's uh, more, in this case, less is more in the sense that you de-stake, you take away all the, you know, the fluff kind of thing. So we just, and we, and we had that theme of um, the helix of, of success because we said it's the intertwining of maturity and performance that actually um, is really uh, the basis of success. And I like the, uh, the metaphor we had of the high jumper who needs to, has to perform, has to be able to jump and has to build his muscles there. But to do that, he has to jump from a, you know, from a solid spot. So he needs grounding. So, and grounding is, is, a, is a metric of maturity and leadership, interestingly enough, is a metric uh, for performance. So what we were saying, I think, is really the two deep key aspects of somebody is, 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 is being mature and being able to perform. So being a leader is not an end goal in itself. And I think that's mm-hmm. a kind of really, you know, and I'm sort of thinking this at the moment, this is more or less this is what happens. We start thinking there. Being a leader is often you say leadership. It's actually a goal. It's actually uh, something to help you get to the goal. And leadership is about performance and improving performance. Uh, not only your performance, but the performance of the people around you. And maturity is about being grounded. And we also noticed this sort of time uh, aspect to it, that, uh, that, uh, that grounding, it's an intrinsic metric. It's intrinsic to you, but performance is an extrinsic metric. It's an external metric. So we... And, we, and also it seems that, that maturity sort of connects you to your past. It connects you to your past you. But performance uh, really is about connecting you to your future you. So there seems to be this past, present, future paradigm around this, which gives us the feeling that, hey, we might be having, we might be having a genuine insight here. We might not be, but it seemed to fit into that. So what we did was we took our... Posts and we and we broke them down to those buckets on the things that we think have to do with maturity and things that we have to do with performance. And when we did that, it seemed to make sense. It seemed to gel. It seemed to have structure. So this is kind of the the theme, uh, the theoretical framework, if you want, of where we think we want to try to structure the content that we have. So we want to structure content around these two fundamental concepts of maturity and performance. Uh, and what is needed to get there. And we want to ensure that there is a, 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 a good level of quality about that. Does that kind of summarize what, what we try to do, Anna? I would say so, Rolof. And I, I think what, what, is a, what you're talking about is really connecting the dots. You talked a lot about different dimensions, past, present, future, of you, extrinsic, intrinsic, rewards and, and metrics. And we finding the way of connecting them all and showing how they're all interrelated. And as you said, we feel like it's coming anywhere or like coming somewhere and we're on to something here with some insights, but we don't know. And we don't want to wait until we know for sure before we open up this community to to the open public. We want you guys to be part of this journey so that we can explore together and 
we by no means say that we have all the ultimate answers, the two of us, but it's just a fun project, well, project process of exploring together, of being curious together and bringing very different backgrounds, very different experiences to the same table and, and see what comes out of that. I find the beauty in those conversations with you and uh, I really would like more people to join the table and join the discussion. And as we discussed in the description of the group, we believe that everyone should be able to learn how to mentor others and everyone hopefully will get inspired by joining us to find a way to mentor others and to give back to the community. Just like you decided at some point in your career, in your life, Olaf, to start giving back to the community in a bit more aware and focused way. I'm pretty sure you've done it before as well. It's the same for me. I'm trying to give back by different ways to my local community back home in Ukraine, to the startup community by providing scholarships, by being a mentor to the youth at some point in my life and so on and so forth. And I think it's it's a very beautiful part of enriching your own life, uh, broadening your perspectives and making sure that your knowledge lives over you, how to say, really stays here on this planet and continues spreading uh, even after you're gone in a way. And just, I wasn't planning on checking out anytime soon, by the way. I'm talking from myself, <laughs> from oh, my own experience. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking about myself and feeling that I want to build some legacy and it's never too early to start with that. And it's, it's important to start sharing what our wisdom is. And uh, to mentor someone is a beautiful way to explore it. Because quite, quite often the high performers who, with whom I'm working with, and I would like to know your opinion uh, from your experience, Paulo, but... People whom I work with quite often feel like, oh, but who am I to teach or to mentor that person? Who am I? Is quite often this imposter syndrome question that pops up in their head. Also about posting on LinkedIn, for example, and those kind of things, just start, starting to share their brilliant ideas in public instead of just one-to-one behind a closed door with me. I'm like, this has to go out. <laughs> just start sharing it. And they, they just feel like a huge flaw. And like someone would just come in and bang their head on their head if they start sharing publicly. But the beauty of that, once they open up, they just start, first of all, summarizing it in a better way that it helps them more because their ideas crystallize in a more beautiful way. But then also that others find a lot of inspiration in that and uh, take learnings from the sharings and do something with them in their, in their lives. So it's, it's a bit of a process that everyone wins from. So we go to the point where we've, uh, and, I, and it's really cool because we say, well, look, you know, who's, who's mentoring maturity? Well, that's Anna because she's 31. And who's mentoring performance? Well, that's Wolof because he's sick, <laughs> by the way. So that's kind of, that also makes it really nice that it's actually exactly the way that we thought. Normally you'd think that this is the way it would go, you know. Oh, I'm the old guy, so I'm going to do the maturity bit, you know. And you know, you're young and strong, so you're going for the performance bit. So it really is kind of cool. It's exactly the way around. And that's kind of twisting our head upside down. So we have, I think, I don't know if you, how are you, uh, if you already given out the link or what have you, that we start to invite people to, I guess, join in. What's, how, yes. how do you see that on, going? on LinkedIn, it's in the description of the event. So if you're watching this, just go to the description where I'm presenting the topic and you'll find a a link to the group there, but you can also just look for Helix of Success on LinkedIn. Just look for that and you'll find a 
black picture with a yellow helix, this DNA spiral, if you don't know what oh. helix is, by the way, we probably it's should golden, mention huh? that. Gold and pardon me. So uh, just request to join the group and we'll happily let you in and start sharing. Start learning from what we've already collected there. Suggest your own posts or someone else's posts. And as we said, we'll curate this just to make sure that the quality is high and that every post brings value so that whenever you come to the group, you actually find some insights, find some good stuff that you can think about, reflect upon and learn from. So we will create it, curate it, but uh, we want it to be the place where you want to go every day and just enrich yourself and uh, tap into the experiences and the wisdom of other people. You said it nicely. You also say a lot of things nicely, Olaf. <laughs> so anything else that we should wrap up with, do you think? No, actually, I don't. I think uh, we're going on for 31 minutes and 41 seconds. And I think uh, that's, the. Re- I don't think we should, we should be burdening people with more than that. I think that's 30, 30 minutes is a, a lot of us, put it that way. Uh, so I just want to add one, one last idea is that we're having these conversations weekly, one-to-one, but if you're joining the community and you're feeling like, oh, this is fun, I would like to discuss it more in depth, then let us know and we'll pick it up, those, pick up those questions and we'll come just like this live on LinkedIn and YouTube and explore the topics together. And we will invite you members and, and genius leaders to just join us and create this conversation together, spread the word and uh, keep sharing experiences with each other. Yeah. And then nothing blocking. I mean, we have 80 posts that we can all, we can talk about. So we could, we can do this for two years without anybody even <laughs> having to put anything in. So mm-hmm. that'd be, I think good. So we could, we can do this on a weekly basis, uh, discuss whatever we think is uh, perhaps useful or other people might want to, hear us discuss. I don't know if we have group sessions also. You're the expert on that, Anna. So uh, I'll let you figure out what's best. All right. Thanks a lot for tuning in, everyone. I see that there was a, when we discussed in the beginning, Carlotta's uh, mentioned or uh, wrote motion creates emotion. She uh, resonated or it resonated with her, what you said. Oh, I like that. So yeah. So somebody's listening because I have absolutely no idea how many people are on the, because uh, I can't see it. I just see you and me, that's it. It's difficult sometimes to, to see those statistics, but uh, I know that people will join later on and this will also go as the podcast episode next week. So more people will tune in that way. And yeah, we'll just keep it rolling and see where it leads us, what we yeah. discover. So we have a fixed time, fixed place kind of, uh, that, that we've decided it's going to be the same time each, each, each week. That's what yeah. I think that'd be a good idea there. Yeah. And if you, okay, dear listeners yeah. or watch, what, viewers, have ideas of what you would like to take us for us to take as a next topic, then just let us know. How do people give us feedback? I'm just curious. I would say first is within the group. If they want to suggest some topics, just post there. Like, hi, this is this have been my reflections. What are your thoughts? And we can take it within the group directly or bring it to the call uh, every week. And then I would say we're both quite present on LinkedIn. Just message one of us and you'll get the reply. Yeah. Okay. Very enough. So in other words, keep it simple. Okay. Yeah. And keep it fun. Thanks for joining everyone. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Genius Leadership. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the subscribe button to not miss an episode. And to help more people become even better leaders, rate and review our podcast and share it with your communities. Remember, I'm always here for you. 
and I'm happy to connect with you on LinkedIn or via email or hop on a strategy call. Genius Leadership is an honest conversation about leading yourself and others. And it's my honor to be your guide in overcoming everything.